Hello, and welcome to Myth Takes. I am Colin Parker, your keeper. And in just a second, we're going to do a introduction of everybody on the episode. But I did want to tell you two very brief things before we get into it. The first is that... The first is that there's a brand new show on the Scavengers Network. Uh, that show is called Apotelesma, A-P-O-T-E-L-E-S-M-A. Um, it is hosted by myself, Tracy Wheatley, Daniel Spencer, and Beth Lindley. Um, and uh, you know, we're all four people from four totally different projects, um, but we're people who met at PodCon and decided to start a brand new show. Um, and the show is using horror and scary um, tabletop role-playing games. Um, so the first season is in the GM-less game Occult. Uh, and Session Zero just dropped last Friday. It's going to run every other Friday on the week uh, that is opposite of Myth Takes. So that's available on all the platforms, so be sure to check that one out. You will also notice, if you look at the uh, length of this episode, that this episode's a little shorter than usual. That is because I initially thought this was going to be the finale for this arc, but as it turns out, we recorded for a little bit longer than I expected. I just really didn't want to have an episode that felt like it was too long, um, as exciting and fun as it was. It just felt like it needed to be uh, split into two. So we'll actually be coming back next episode for the finale finale. Um, but this is the the setup for that final boss, you know? So that means that this episode is coming to you on the 11th, and the actual finale will drop on April 25th. That will be episode number 20. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Okay, well, let's move right along to the full-on intro of the show. Hello, and welcome to Myth Takes. As always, I am your keeper, Colin Parker, and today I am joined by... Naomi. Michael. Lindsay. And Alex? Yes, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> I realize that no one can see me pointing, so it's like, I'm always just like, okay, hopefully someone knows. Uh, all right, well, hey, listen, it's been a little bit of time since we've had the whole gang together here, um, but we're already kind of right in the thick of it. Uh, just as a quick refresher as to everything that has happened in this arc, um, there are sort of a few different little things that have happened. So everyone has shown up in the city, or the town, rather, of Grace Falls, uh, and everyone has gone there for, for their own reasoning, uh, for different missions of, of theirs, whether you're Buck or if you are Mikhail. Noctis is still sort of um, wandering the world, still trying to find their way, um, you know, cooking their way through America. It's like around <laughs> the States in 80 days. Around the kitchens in 80 days or something. Um, it's the quest for Flavortown. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> check out the great spinoff series that's coming up next. Uh, no. uh, and then uh, I almost said Naomi. Vera um, as is on her way to find a uh, like a, a magic guru. I don't know what the word that I'm trying to think of right now is like they, they were they were sent on a mission to find like a expert rather in the, in the type of magic that. Uh, she is trying to learn, and so she met Hello. Mongo, um, which is this anthropomorphic cat, um, which I do realize that if you're a fan of the Adventure Zone, you're probably going to think that that has a lot to do with uh, other characters. I promise you no. 
Uh, if you look through my Instagram account, you will find that when I house sit, there's this one very fluffy and wonderful cat named Mongo, who I always give this French accent uh, and a lot of uh, like a smoker voice to. Uh, and that's where this character came from, because I was like, I had so much fun doing this character. I've got to bring it in. Um, as you get, might be able to hear, I don't have much of a voice. Um, so character voices are going to be very limited today. Um and then the last thing that we have to get caught up on, uh, everyone was sort of traveling around. We found the Wendigo. Um, um, and, of course, Buck uh, met with Trevor. Yes, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. uh, that's where he found out about the Wendigo. Um, so before we get into the action, because the action of it all will be basically the the fight, because we're essentially already there. As I say, um, we froze right at the beginning of it in the previous episode. Yes. Um, so we're going to take one quick step sort of backwards in time, kind of like, you know, how sometimes in TV shows they have to show simultaneous events, but they can't do it at the exact same time. So we're kind of rewinding in time just a little bit, and we're uh, down at the bottom of the hill with Buck, and he is yes. still with Trevor. Um uh, now, from what I understand, you still had a couple questions for Trevor, I think, correct? I, I thought that where we last left off, we were in the bedroom and we were still in the house. Yes, yes. So we weren't at the hill yet, I don't think? No, no, you weren't. No, sorry. The the others were, but you, that's what I say. We're going okay. a little bit back in time and heading over to back to yeah. where you were. Um, I feel like I maybe I'm mistaken, but I could have sworn that you said you had some questions for Trevor. Um, questions I had for Trevor. I mean, a lot of what I was trying to do with that when I was talking to him was just really trying to convince him that it was okay to talk to me and that we were on the same page with seeing weird shit. Mm-hmm. So I guess some questions were, would be like, how big was, well, once we had gotten past, well, let me remember how to actually speak. Mm-hmm. So before he'd actually said what it was and when I was just kind of, uh, using exploratory questions. Um, so questions like what? Do you know what this thing was? How big was it? What did it look like? Um, where were you when this happened? What were some landmarks around where, where this happened? Things like that. Sure. Why don't you so. uh, roll investigate a mystery? Um, and uh, I'll let you ask a couple of those questions based on what you get. Let me, Give me one second to load up my uh, dice. And this is going to be a one to six, I think. Right? Uh, what? No, 12. No, two, two D six, yeah. 2d6. Well, that was a 7 and 4 investigative mystery. That is... Plus sharp. Uh, sharp. So that so it's going to be a 7 plus 1. So that's an 8. Okay. Um, so you get a hold 1. So you obviously already know that it's a Wendigo based on um, the research and stuff that he has laid out on his, uh, on his laptop um, that he mm-hmm. was showing you. So what's the most important question that you want to ask him? The most important question. And if you want to, because you did have some really good questions that aren't included on their normal list. If there was one that you had just said a few seconds ago that really feels like it kind of jumps out at you, you can use one of those. Let's see. Well, we already know what sort of creature it is. I'm assuming we... uh, since we already know what the monster is, I'm assuming that we already know what can hurt it, right? You can. You d- you definitely do. Okay. As someone who has been trained in this sort of thing. 
Yeah. So then that probably wouldn't make sense to ask like, Hey, what, what hurts this thing? Cause even though I already know, um, probably where, where did this happen? Where did you see it? Okay. Um, so he kind of very quietly is like, um, so sometimes, uh, the, you know, the guys and I, we like to, you can, um, take this little back trail up to the top of the mountain. If you take a, uh, um, not a jet ski. Hang on. What is the name of that thing? A ski bob? Snowmobile? Thank you. Um, ski so, dog? You know, we take some of the snowmobiles um, mm-hmm. that are on the edge of town and we go up to the top. And so sometimes we do some extra snowboarding and stuff and, you know, try and make sweet stunt videos like, you know, for like for the vine and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, I got to like and subscribe and all that cool stuff, right? Yeah. Smash, smash, smash that like button. Um, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, we we went up there, and there was this uh, there was this cave, kind of mm-hmm. near the edge of town, that we'd never seen before, and we made the mistake of of um, we got a little too close, and they were everywhere, and I'm I'm not sure how I got out of there, but there's a lot of them, man. So you said so it's not just one of these. Oh no! I mean, it's it's a lot. I'm trying to think of what to say. What would be cool to say in this situation? What would be like a cool one-liner? What's funny is that I Buck is the type of person that I almost picture would out loud say, "What's cool to say in this situation?" <laughs> yeah. Well, my charm is a negative one, so I, I I think I'll just go with that. What would be and, cool to say in this situation? And he goes, "Uh, I don't know, man. Like maybe that you you're gonna go." kill him or something that'd be pretty cool maybe smash that i'll go smash that like button something now i man yeah every grown-up is so i'm only lame. 27 <laughs> um okay so let's see let me let me think here um is there anything else that you uh need to ask trevor or that you would like trevor to do um so i'm looking over the questions for investigate a mystery a lot of this we've already kind of gone over so like what happened what sort of creature what can it do what can hurt it where did it go well i'm assuming since trevor ran away from the scene he doesn't know necessarily where it went or yeah Uh, i mean i think based on the fact that he says that they were in the cave or around that area and they were at the top of the hill they're somewhere in that direct vicinity um it's it's really more of like you know are you going to to immediately head out there or how are you going to get to the cave are you going to ask him to yeah. take you there or you know what's what's the what's your plan of um, uh, of exodus well since he's i'm assuming he's a minor i wouldn't want to like ask him to come with me cuz i i don't think that'd be great um, I think it would be cool to know where those snowmobiles are, just to make it quicker to get up there. Uh, sure. And so he, he lays out like a real quick map, like a little drawing of like how to get to them. And uh, he tosses you okay, um, and just sort of shows you like, you know, okay, so if you take this street and then you head down the corner uh, and then it's like right on the edge of town here. And then he also shows you where the path is that you can, that you can take to kind of go up to the top of the mountain. And it should only take you a few minutes mm-hmm. Um, because it's a, it's mostly a straight shot, um, you know, uh, up to, up to like the summit where the, the town is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, why don't you, um, 
dictate to, to me how this scene looks. How cool does Buck look? You know, getting out there. Um, and- he looks as cool as he typically does, which is to say he doesn't really look cool. So what I'm picturing is that Buck thanks Trevor for his time, um, just reassures him that everything's going to be okay, leaves the bedroom, walks downstairs, thanks the parents, all that fun stuff. Then he walks out the door and goes towards the snowmobiles. And I will leave the narrative to you at this point. Okay. Um, so as we see um, Buck, you know, hopping on this thing and, you know, heading up the path and everything, mm-hmm. um, we cut back to the top of the hill. Here we are in a situation where there are uh, a couple Wendigo now in the direct vicinity of Mikhail and Noctis. And Noctis, you feel your hand making uh, the the change. Um, this is, uh, you know, something that's definitely familiar. And this time it feels maybe more out of panic than, than uh, anger or, you know, or like need to attack or something like that. But um, as one of the Wendigo leaps into the air, the giant red hand essentially kind of instinctively jumps forward and just sort of obliterates one of these Wendigo. Um, You know, very much, I would say probably very much to your surprise. (laughs) And... There is one thing that you notice, though. As your hand reaches up and wraps around one of these things, right before it just gets obliterated, it raises a hand almost in protest, and you notice something similar. When you look at that hand, that hand is also red. Oh. And then it is no more. Uh, and now there is one less Wendigo, and uh, the two of you, Mikhail and Noctis, are now facing off against currently five. Um, they are sort of surrounding you, and the second that one of them goes down, they all begin to cry out. Um, and so, let's see. Uh, let's go with Mikhail. Mikhail, what do you want to do here? Hmm. I think for now, try to split them up, take them one on one. Okay. Um, so, are you? How are you going to do that? Like, you know, describe this scene to me. Well, I think in this case, you said they're surrounding. Words, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you said they were surrounding us. Mm-hmm. So, I think the best thing to do would would try to find an opening, run through, catch the attention of one of them, or even try to hurt or attack one of them to get them to get its attention on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see what kind of move that would be. Um, why don't we start off with a, uh, an act under pressure. Six and three. So we got okay. nine. What's your cool? And Do you have no zero. Okay. Cool. I have zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay, I'm going to have to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Um, okay, I think that the worst outcome is that you make a break for it, 
And, you know, you do make that break. You do get um, past them or through them, rather. Um, the only problem is that you didn't capture just one of their attention. You captured uh, almost all of them. Oh, um, good. Three out of five have have noticed this, and they have all turned to you, and they are all coming at you almost simultaneously. Um, however, this the way that this game works is a lot you like... Out. You cut out. Okay. Um, the, uh, the way that this game works, though, is a lot like video games in a way, right? Where it's like people get like one, at a, one turn at a time. Um, so uh, they can't all attack you at the exact same time. So that's the one nice thing about that. Um, so why don't you go ahead and also do a kick some ass roll and see what that gets us. So the 2d6 and plus what? Plus tough. Plus tough. So let's see, I got plus one tough. <laughs> I got six, so it's a seven. Ooh, that's close then. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. Um, so what's your what's your sword do? Uh, sword does uh, two. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right, so the first one that you attack, you you get it pretty good. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm not doing this. Tell me how this how this looks. So you're both going to get an attack in on each other. I think to try and disable it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for its legs. Um, try to take out either either leg. Um, but it realizes this and gets a swipe in. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, and so you deal two damage uh, to uh, one of these Wendigo. Um, All right, and let's jump back over to Noctis. Um, Noctis. You are now left yes. with two Wendigo. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to roll to kick some ass. All right. Go ahead and do that. That's nine. And then my red right hand does three harm. Okay. Um, so with a nine, you and one of the Wendigo inflict harm on each other. So why don't you tell me how that scene looks? Um, so the two Wendigo, where are they in relation to me? Um, so one of them is on the ground. Um, one of them is kind of sitting on top of like a, like a a porch like structure on one of the cabins nearby. Um, but they're not, uh, neither one is right next to each other. So going after one will pull you away from the other one. So would it leave me vulnerable to the other one, or like? No, it, it'll, it'll. Am I out of its reach and it's out of mine? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I go to swing to strike with my right hand at the one that's up on the porch, uh, and as I my hand makes contact with its head, it rakes me across the torso with its claws. Okay, uh, let's see. That is going to do one damage uh, to you, and you do three damage to it. Um, it is definitely not looking very good um, for it, obviously, not for not for you. Um, you're, you still have full health. <laughs> okay, so at this time, that is the moment in which there is suddenly a very loud, uh, like, I don't know... Uh, Maybe it's a bang or something. I don't know. It is some sort of 
Vera, how would you describe the sound that happens when abjuration of oblivion goes off? It sounds like a thunderclap with a strong gust of wind. Perfect. That That's very good. Um, and so that happens, and there's a large flash uh, just on the edge of the hill. And this definitely captures uh, everyone's attention. Um, now, when we rolled for that, uh, back during Vera's uh, one-on-one mission, uh, we got a nine. Um, now, that means that I have to have some sort of like a hard choice or a worse outcome price to pay. Um, so, worst outcome is that, so she she definitely destroys the Wendigo that caught her by surprise, which is what we discussed in that episode. Um, however, it does capture the attention of of more Wendigo. Um, from up the hill a little bit, uh, you can hear some more cries of other Wendigo um, coming from the general area that Buck heard about um, from the uh, young Trevor um, from the cave that is just sort of on the edge of town. Um, and so that means that pretty soon there will be much more Wendigo here. Um, we're going to have, let's see, one more turn of Mikhail and Noctis before Buck arrives, because I feel like timing-wise that makes sense. Um, so let's go back to Mikhail. Cool. So we both got our swipes in on, each, on each other. Um, I didn't I actually didn't say where I got hit. Um, it was it was around my arm. So I got my swipe in. I noticed that it, I noticed that it was rearing back to uh, to give me a nice good slap across the face. <laughs> um, I was able to dodge it, but it caught my shoulder. Um, so I, so I'm running, or not running away, but I'm kind of I'm kind of reeling back a little bit and holding my shoulder to you know make sure that I'm not dying. Mm-hmm. Um. I think for now, I'm gonna hold off for a little bit and see what and see what's going on. See what's going on with the other two. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, that's that makes sense. All right, and so then Noctis, what is your next move? So the one that I was fighting that we injured each other. Think I pull my hand back, uh, my red hand, and go for an upper cut under the chin of the one that I already wounded. Alright, let's roll some uh, roll some ass, kick some ass. Good lord. <laughs> Ooh, let's I got kick a 12. Some rolls. <laughs> nice. Plus my tough okay. is 14, so. Alright, so you gain the advantage. Take one forward. We'll give one forward to another uh, hunter. Um, you suffer less harm or you force them where you want them. Um, Normally, we would let you pick, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's going to be you gain the advantage because the other three won't make sense considering that this move uh, definitely kills this one. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't want to waste the plus one harm or anything like that. So now you have uh, plus one forward, so make sure to mark that down. And you can either use it for yourself or in the event that someone rolls poorly and a one would make a difference, you can give that forward to them as well. Okay. Um, all right, so I think at this time, Buck... 
Yes. You are approaching uh, this this big fight scene. Uh, mm-hmm. You are on your way towards the cave when you hear the sound of the Wendigo crying. And more specifically, you hear the sound of clashing metal. Okay. Um, so that means that, you know, you've definitely just heard Mikhail make contact with, with one of these creatures. Um, so um, you notice that there are multiple ones and Mikhail is definitely in a little bit of trouble. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I say fuck that and turn around. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> no, and so... That's the arc wrap for Buck. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, so what's up? Thanks, asshole. Yeah. So, oh, so I see that a fight is going on. Um, well, I don't want to damage this poor snowmobile because it's not mine, and I don't, you know, want to obligate someone else to have to buy a new one because I wouldn't be super responsible. Um, That's very conscientious of you in a life or death situation. Uh. You know, in a life or death situation, I probably wouldn't be that conscientious. So I think I'm going to try and ram one of them with a snowmobile. Why don't you do an act under pressure for me? An act under pressure. So let me. So that's going to be a cool. And I am going to roll. So that's going to be a 12. Plus. Where is my. (laughs) Plus two. All right. Well, you do what you set out to do, so you pretty handily, um, now are you going to hit the one that Mikhail is already kind of in throws with, or one of the other two that are getting closer to him? Probably one of the other two, because I wouldn't want to risk accidentally hitting him as well. So, you play GTA Five, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know how, like, when you just, just like, run into someone, yeah, just, like... Uh, and they just sort of ragdoll everywhere. It's a yeah. lot like that. Oh, good. You hit one of these things, and it just... It, he gone, right? Yeah. And it goes flying <laughs> through the air and just very ungracefully lands in the snow. Um, nice. Now, this is great. However, you are now sitting in between one that is attacking Mikhail, and there's another one uh, to your left. Um... So, uh, we will come back to you in just a second. Okay. Um, Noctis, uh, you have already killed one of these things, and there's one left. Um, do you go after that one, or do you go after Mikhail and this now renegade snowmobile? I think I probably turn to the one that was on the ground, because I'd be concerned that if I, if I go off after them, that it'll... Attack me from behind. Okay. Um, so then let's do another kick some ass. Nine plus two, so 11. Nice. Okay. Um, so once again, whoops, sorry, I'm on the wrong page. Um, once again, you get on a 10 plus, you choose one extra effect. Um, you can either do another gain the advantage and take another forward. You can inflict terrible harm and add one harm to the move. Um, or you can force them where you want them or suffer less harm. And so basically you attack it and you don't suffer any damage. Um, I will do terrible damage and, and add one to the harm. Okay. And with that, you have destroyed a second one. Uh, tell me how <laughs> this, how this one goes down. Uh, so this one's on the ground. So, 
uh, I think I punch down with my red right hand and just crush its head Ooh, into Lord. this into the snow. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, after Superman punching, oh wait, wait, that's uh, copyrighted. After <laughs> Mega personing person. red hand yeah. <laughs> that person into the ground, uh, they are no more. Um. Okay, now, before we head back to Buck and Mikhail, at this point, the events of Vera's uh, side episode, side not side episode, uh, like the, the one-on-one conversation off to the side, rather, with Mongo, uh, has come to an end. We now see Vera coming up from over the top of the hill, um, and Vera is is here and also ready to 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 kick some ass not necessarily saying go ahead and roll that i'm just saying she's like all right you know what payback time let's do this um so there are two left in the direct vicinity um with more on the way uh vera what would you like to do back away because i'm too afraid (laughs) (laughs) okay um oh excuse me um now, are you, um, cons- oh, sorry, are you backing towards Mongo or are you backing up towards like one of the buildings? Towards Mongo. Okay. Um, and so, uh, why don't you roll 2d6 and do a read a bad situation? And that's plus sharp. So I rolled a five, so that'll be six. Okay. Um, not good no all right so the one good thing though is that there's no like very bad outcome it's just that like on read a bad situation with a six um hmm so okay so basically i I think that because you are you see this bad situation but because you begin to back up and move away from it um you aren't able to discern anything from it uh because you are actually getting further away from it as opposed to Getting close enough to observe. Um, let's see. At this point, um, Buck. Yes. You see. You let's see. You turn around and see, um, coming from the edge of the town. You see, like, uh-huh. or like from the cave's mouth. You see a few more Wendigo coming out. But you also see a light coming from within the cave. Mm-hmm. What do you do? So at this point, how many went, uh, Wendigo are currently in the field? Uh, so currently Look next to you, us. there is one next to you and one fighting Mikhail. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all that's immediately there. Yeah. Um, and then there's two more that have just come out of the mouth of the cave and they have not exactly seen you all yet. They've just sort of popped out and they're you know kind of glancing around yeah um it wouldn't necessarily be smart to just go snowmobile right into the cave because i don't know what's in there even if there was a light in there i still don't know what that is so it seems maybe a little more prudent to take care of what's currently around us so we can regroup and then go inside okay so um uh, Mikhail, uh, th- th- this is a out of uh, out of character question. How well are you handling this Wendigo? 
do you think? At this point, probably not the best. Okay, so then I'm assuming... Well, then, uh... Colin, what weapons do I have on me? I... Because um, I have a... You have every... I think you have everything except for the assault rifle, I think, right? Yeah, That's what we okay. discussed. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, then I think I'm going to try and no-scope the one that uh, Mikhail is fighting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you also say 360 no scope before you do it? I mean, I could go in a circle with the snowmobile. Um, <laughs> all right, so why don't you go ahead? So and I guess do, I'll uh, be kick some ass. ass. Yeah. Yep. That is a. Ooh, that is that's not great. That's gonna be a. Well, plus my cool. That's gonna be about a three. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's not very good. Um. So, you essentially, uh, try to no scope this thing. And you just empty multiple bullets into the snow around them, uh, and you have missed entirely. Um, and that has done, I think, two things. Um, one, it has done no damage. Um, okay. But on top of that, it does have a bad side effect. It has caught the attention of both of these Wendigo, and now you have two Wendigo who have their attention at you, but on opposite Ooh. sides of you. Oh, so you're great. Now kind of in a, you're kind of in like a little Wendigo sandwich a little bit. <laughs> My favorite. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, Mikhail, mm-hmm. um, what, is, what do you do? What's, what, what are you up to? Well, now that, now that Buck has gotten the Wendigo's attention off of me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the cowardly thing. I'm going to attack one of them in the back. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to jump one of them, get, get my sword just right in the spine. <sighs> okay. All right. Finish him. Yeah. Basically. Basically, yeah. All right. Well, this is this is the battle portion of Monster of the Week, which basically is like ninety percent kicks a mass. So just go ahead and kick some ass. Let's see what see how much ass can kick. Oh, I got an eleven plus my plus nice okay. plus one tough. Um, okay. So with that, uh, you can, uh, you can pick one of these. Th- what? All right. So basically, Michael, what happens here is, um, you get to gain one plus one forward. Mm-hmm. Um, y- or you can, which you can also give to someone else later on if you so mm-hmm. choose. The reason why you're getting that instead of one of the other three is because with that move, you have killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Mikhail has killed Another one, and so now we are left with one person, uh, not person, one Wendigo. Good lord, <laughs> I've said it enough times in this episode. Wendigo! Um, and so now, there's one left and four hunters in the direct vicinity. Um, so, who is going to take out this last one? Uh, well, I don't it? know relationally like i was over a little bit and then i killed the blood but i was gonna head over towards where everybody else was am i over who's closest to the remaining windigo um well i'm closest to it but i just i had my turn yeah it should should be buck and me right buck is technically yeah i'm still too far away i think so buck is technically closest um but it's one of those things where it's like you know there's all sorts of simultaneous actions so if anyone's running over or whatever hey mikhail um, what's our combo move (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have one yet. Probably not. No. Um, but uh, all right. Well, then, if Buck is the closest, then Buck, 
why don't you paint the last Wendigo scene or of this area? Well, disappointed in myself with missing a point blank uh, hunting rifle shot. I'm going to opt instead to use my 9mm and hope that I get just a little more lucky with it. So I'm going to kick some ass with my 9mm. And I got an 8. And plus my cool it is 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then look at that. Um, you um, go ahead and you... Oh, wait. This one doesn't have any damage, right? How much damage does the 9mm do? Uh, that is a great question. I know it does damage, but I don't remember exactly how much it does. Let me pull up. I feel like maybe it's two. I think so, yeah. Okay. We'll just yeah, say it's two. two. Um, oh, you okay. have one as well, don't you? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's two. Okay, so this thing is already kind of halfway dead. Um, uh, so it angrily uh, swipes at you and it takes one damage from you. Okay. Um... So at this point, Mikhail, why don't you do the final blow on this thing? All right. So I think as it's as it's swiping or as it's flailing around, I'm going to do the same thing that I did to the last one. Um, but I think since it's... No, actually. Just to make it quick, I'm just going to go straight for the head. Just chop it off. Perfect. Okay. Um... And I think that we're just going to say that you do it because at this point it's the last move. Mm -hmm. Um, So you handily um, behead this creature and you hear more cries from the cave and the light is getting brighter from deep within. Um, Now that all three of you have sort of grouped together um, and have met for the first time, Mm-hmm. Um, Vera, are you going to approach them now that the, uh, the last Wendigo has fallen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and so the four of you all meet up, um, and there's a lot of, you know, who are you? What's going on? And, you know, a lot how, of exposition. You know, what is happening? Um, yeah, exactly. A lot of exposition. A little bit of, like very quick voices speaking um and then from deep within the cave you hear a very deep bellow and it feels as if the mountain quakes beneath your feet and as you turn to the cave one last time the light gets brighter um, but this time, it is illuminating just an ungodly amount of Wendigos, staring back out at you and into the rest of the town.
life was a little more spooky. Well, what the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was Cradge. Was it Cradge? <laughs> Creepy cryptids. There. Poor Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, yeah. oh man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that I rat. Think, you know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat, I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be, like, videos replaying. They'll be, like, memes or oh gifts. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. A spooky spell. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.